What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. A lot of us drink coffee. A lot of us love Starbucks. Now, I ain't knocking Starbucks. I ain't knocking them. But I'm knocking them when it comes to building our wealth. On average, everyone gets a Starbucks coffee every single day. If we took out Starbucks coffee and stopped eating out every single week and we ate at home, this is what you'll get. An extra $200,000. Do you see what I'm saying? This is two. Million dollars. Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's your boy Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table where you guys already know. Every Monday, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, if you're watching on YouTube, um, it's actually 12.01 a.m. if you're listening to this on the podcast. We drop an episode where we keep it real relevant and relatable so that we can help you reach your money goals, reach your success goals, and really help you reach your relationship goals. And today, we're going to talk about the money. You know, we're going to talk about the bag. We're going to talk about 10 things to not do when you get your paycheck, when you get your bag so you can start building wealth. I really wish that I had something like this when I was starting off um, in in my late 20s or really when I started just changing my mindset uh, when it came to money. Because how often do we get our paycheck and then within a matter of a week, the paycheck is gone and we're like, what did we do with the paycheck? And so today I want to go to the basics. Here are 10 things I do not want you to do when you get your paycheck. Yo, listen, if you're just now tuning in, I want you to go ahead and get somebody. Hit the subscribe button, share this video, share this podcast, because I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a blessing. We're going to talk about the basics of the 10 things you don't want to do, which will give you 10 things you need to be doing every single time you get paid. So yo, let's jump straight into it. I'm pumped today because I'm going to go through the first four things and I'm going to jump over to the whiteboard uh, because I really want to make sure that you get this information. So those of y'all listening on the podcast, you may want to continue listening on the podcast, but then you may want to go over to YouTube to check out what information I'm putting on the whiteboard. All right. So here's the number one thing I do not want you to do. Yeah, I'm yelling because I'm passionate about it. Number one, don't live with the paycheck to paycheck mindset. That's right. I said it. Do not live with the paycheck to paycheck mindset. All right. It is key to understand and know the difference between needs and wants. Needs and wants. Once, what do you need? You need a car. You need transportation, but you may want a Mercedes. <laughs> you need transportation, but you may want a BMW. Ladies, you may need a purse, but you want a Louis Vuitton purse. Ooh, I just said it. I just said it. Yeah, I just said it. Brothers, you need some shoes, but you may want a pair of Jordans. 
Do you see where I'm going here? Yes, you may need a phone, but do you need the latest and greatest iPhone? No, that is a want. So to really stop us from living from paycheck to paycheck mindset, we got to first step back and realize and identify the difference between our needs and our wants. You have to know where you are going with your money. You have to have a plan. You have to have a vision for your money. The Bible says in in, in the the book of Proverbs that where there is no vision, that's where people perish. And I believe that's the same thing with our money. If you're going to really stop living from paycheck to paycheck and and, and stop having a paycheck to paycheck mindset, here's what you really got to do. You got to get on the budget. You got to have a detailed plan, a zero-based budget for your money. And on there, you're going to be identifying your needs. You're going to list all of your income. You're going to minus all of your expenses, all of your debt. And listen, your expenses, y'all, this is your hairdo. This is your haircut. This is your weave, ladies. This is your shoes, brothers. This is your golf, your gym membership. It's even that $2.99 app, ladies, you have to make sure you look good. On Instagram, you can list all your expenses and it should equal out zero. Today, I'm dropping nuggets. Today, I'm giving you practical things to help you shift your money mindset. So to help you really identify and stop living from paycheck to paycheck when it comes to budgeting, I'm going to drop in the show notes um, a link to every dollar. That is the best every dollar tool that's going to help you when it comes to budgeting. It's a part of our Ramsey Plus membership uh, that right now you can get it for 30 days. I'm going to drop that information below as well. But number one, do not live with a paycheck to paycheck mindset. Number two. Don't cash a check at a store. Let me say that again, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, Jacob, cameraman, zoom in right here. Do not, do not cash your check at a store. Please do not. Please do not. Have your check automatically deposited into a checking account. Whether this is at a local bank, whether it's on an online bank. Why in the world are you going to pay someone else to give you your money? Why are you going to pay someone else to give you the fruit of your labor? What? This makes no sense at all. Do not go to a liquor store to cash your check. Do not take out payday loan advances. Do not do it. I get it. Some of y'all don't trust the banks. I understand because I was trying to sell us things and put us into more debt. No, get a checking account, get a savings account, and stay away from the other foolishness. Get a checking account and deposit your money over there. I'm not even going to stay long with that because if you if you don't get that one, you're struggling. You need to come and holler at me one-on-one. Don't do it, all right? Number three, number three, here's a good one. Oh, here's a good one. When you get your paycheck, after you got your budgeting down, after you have yourself automatically going into a checking account, don't forget, do not forget your starter emergency fund, all right? I want you to save $1,000 ASAP into a savings account quickly. I mean quickly. Because check this out. I wrote this set down. 40% of Americans have less than $300 in savings, And 50% of Americans have less than $600 in savings. And then let's go even a little bit higher, just a little bit. Nearly 52% of us don't even have $1,000 in our emergency fund. So this means that if an emergency came up for $300, 40% of us have to go uh, uh, borrow money from friends and family, are going to be forced to go back into debt, are going to be forced to go out there and get an emergency credit card. No, that's ridiculous. When you get your paycheck, start setting yourself up to win with money. How do you do that? Yo, go ahead, get prepared for emergencies. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when something's going to happen. It's not a matter of if your tire is going to blow out, if you're going to get a nail in your tire, if you're going to get a cracked phone screen, if you're going to have to get home for a family emergency, someone's in the hospital, or if you're going to have to go to the doctor's office and pay that deductible. The if is not there, it's just a matter of when. And the moment you put $1,000 into your savings account, you are ahead of nearly 50% of American people. 
I want you to hear the passion in my voice. I want you to get ahead of the game. Stop playing with your money. Stop trying to impress people with your money. No, impress people with how you're stewarding your money. And you steward your money with the wisdom and the knowledge that I'm giving you today. These are basic principles. Basic principles. Why you got a $1,000 backpack, but you don't even have $100 in your wallet? Why? No, man, let's flip it. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. I'm going to calm down because I don't want to be screaming too much throughout the whole show, especially for those of y'all on podcasts. Boy, this, this boy is upset. I am a little bit upset. And here's why I'm upset. It's because the average person that listens to my show and the average person who rocks with me is about 33 years old. And when I really look at this younger generation, man, we, we look good, but we ain't got no money. We look good. We got an emergency credit card, but that emergency credit card turns into taking her out or, or going to buy this or going to do that, but nothing about an emergency. You don't need a credit card if you got $1,000. And we're going to talk about how to get more later on. But don't get it twisted, you guys. Get $1,000 in your emergency account, all right? Now, check it. When you get $1,000 and as you're building this this $1,000, just put it into a savings account. You don't need to invest it. You don't need to put this into no mutual fund or go try and find something that's going to give you like 5%, 10%. No, this is not about gaining uh, interest. This is about just having money on the side so if something happens, you can get to it quickly so that way you don't go back into debt, all right? Number three, don't forget your starter emergency fund when you get paid. When you guys think about your finances, a.k.a. your money, do you get stressed? Do you get anxious? Do you feel like, hey, where do I start? How do I begin? What do I do? Well, check it. I totally get it because I remember being 18 years old, being a young man, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. I totally, totally get it. But I got something I want to share with you that's going to help change your financial future. And this is called Ramsey Plus. Ramsey Plus is going to give you this step-by-step plan, the step-by-step guide on how to change your financial future. Inside of Ramsey Plus, you're going to learn how to get an emergency fund. Uh, how to get out of debt, how to start building wealth, how to start investing. We're going to teach you everything you need to know on how to change your financial future. So for right now, if you text the word AO plus, AO plus to 33789, I'm going to give you a free 30-day trial. Now check this out, you guys. Let me be real with you, all right? Can you think about what can happen if you commit to 30 days what those 30 days can do for the next 30 years of your family's life and your life, listen, I can't say nothing else. Text the word AO plus to 33789 so you can change your family's future. This is your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. Did you know that there are nearly 45 million American people that total up to have $1.6 trillion in student loan debt? Did you know that one of the main reasons Uh, preventing people from building true and lasting wealth are student loans. The average person will graduate with $35,000 in student loans, but a fifth of these people will graduate with a mortgage payment but don't even have real estate. That's right. They graduate with $100,000, $200,000, in student loan debt. And when I wrote the book, Debt-Free Degree, and I was out there on book tour, and people were asking me, hey, I'm getting this book for my child, but what do you have for me? I have student loans, and I need to pay them off, but I need direction. So I wrote a book called Destroy Your Student Loan Debt, the step-by-step plan on how to pay off your student loans. I want you to get the book. It's only 55 pages long, and I literally walk you through step-by-step How do you refi your student loans? How do you pay them off quicker? How do you negotiate some payments lower? I walk you through every single thing. It's a quick read. And if you buy it, it's only 10 bucks. 10 bucks can save you 10 years. Get the book right now. Go to anthonyoneal.com, anthonyoneal.com and change the next 10 years of your life. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. Yo, we just now tuning in. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. We're sitting here talking about the 10 don'ts when you get paid. Do this to start building true and lasting wealth. This is the foundations. We're keeping it real, relevant, and relatable today right here on the podcast and right here on the show. So listen, it's going to be a little bit longer 
than what it normally is, but I really want you to get this information. And I'm going to be dropping a lot of notes into the show description so that way you can really dive in deeper into this stuff. But if you do these 10 things, I don't care if you 18, 25, 35, 55, if you do these 10 things at whatever season and stage you are in life, I guarantee you, you are building a solid foundation to build on. And I promise you, you'll thank me later on. So let's keep it moving. Here's number four. Don't spend all your money on you. Stop being selfish. Let me lean back in my chair right here. Stop being selfish. Stop being selfish. It is better to give than it is to receive. Here's one of the things that I've learned from all of my millionaire and billionaire mentors and friends. These are the most generous people in the world. The most. The most. I am able to do certain things because my millionaire friends decided to bless me. I am able to to travel and do things because my millionaire friends and mentors blessed me. And I truly do believe that as I am growing and as I am evolving when it comes to my finances and my wealth, one of the main reasons why I believe God is trusting me with more and more and more is because he knows I'm a giver. He knows that I'm going to give 10% 10% back to him. Now, let me set this up because some of y'all right now are not Christians, and I want to be respectful to what you believe in. But here at the table, uh, we believe and we practice the Christianity faith. I'm not apologetic about it. It is what it is. It is who I am. And so if you're not a fan of the Christianity stuff, that's cool. You don't have to give to your local church. But for me and for my house, we practice tithing. We practice giving back 10% because here's why. I believe God can do more with the 10% that I give back to him than I can do with the 100% if I kept it all. Be a giver. One thing I love about giving to my local church is, you know, when I give to my local church, I know that they're being good stewards and they're serving in the community. They are building homes for homeless people. They are helping uh, people who are getting out of jail find jobs and giving them jobs. They're helping and building schools. And, you know, we are giving back to our local community. We've been helping out with COVID victims. And I love that. I love being a part of a community of people that is helping and serving the local community. I love seeing our church go out and impact Africa and impact uh, even right here locally on mission trips. I love that. Not only did I just suggest that we give 10%, but figure out how you and your family, if you have a family, how you, if you're single like myself, what can you do on your own to give back? Every single year, I set aside some money to where every Christmas I find, you know, a homeless family and I put them up in a hotel room for two weeks because I want them to experience Jesus Christ, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the warmth of their, uh, not their home, but it's in a warm environment. So I put them in a hotel room. I don't want them cold on that day. I want them enjoying. You know what? It feels so good to know that I did that than to give out Christmas gifts. And I'm not knocking people who give out Christmas gifts. Hear me clearly. I'm not doing that at all. But here's what I'm saying. It feels so good to when I know I put a smile on someone. It feels so good to know that I actually might have just exposed and and ministered to someone to draw them closer to Christ. It feels so good that God can trust me with money to where I can give back to him and continue being a blessing. Because here's the truth. Here's the truth. The other 90% that we keep, if you're a Christian, that's still not ours. It's still God's. He's caused us to be good stewards of it. And we about to talk about how do we be good stewards with the other 90%. So listen, here are the first four things. I'm about to jump over here to the whiteboard because I really want to break down some other numbers and some other practical things we need to be doing with the other 90%. When you get your paycheck, do not live with a paycheck-to-paycheck mindset. Do not cash a check at a check-cashing store. Do not forget about your starter emergency fund. And do not spend all your money on yourself. But, yo, let's flip it over to the whiteboard right now. All right, you guys, so now that we are at the whiteboard, I really want to come over here and break down some basic numbers uh, because I want to make sure that you really understand and you see exactly what I am talking about. For those of you all listening on the podcast, make sure you jump over to YouTube so you can see these numbers, but you'll still be able to get the gist of the information just by listening. So number five is I do not want you to hide from your bills. Do not hide from your bills. I want you to pay your monthly bills, all right? Now, listen, let's be real. 
uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic, okay? We just, we're, we're starting to transition out of this whole COVID thing. So I really want to be sensitive uh, to this subject. And I, and I totally understand that not everyone has a job right now. So if you do not have a job, there are four things I really want you to focus on. And I actually call this the four walls, all right? So let's say for an example, I'm going to get the black one. Let's say you have a family. And this is you, okay? And your family, all right? And let's just say you have some, some little ones. Let's say the average person has, the average family has two kids. So this is you. This is the family, okay? Here's what's important, is that you build four walls around you and your family, okay? The four walls protects you and your family throughout this season and even any time. This is the basic stuff of what you need to do when it comes to your bills. Here's the very first thing I really want you to focus on is your food, okay? Make sure that you are providing food for your family. Now, food is not eating out all the time. Food is, do you have your simple groceries, your basic groceries to provide for you if you're single like myself or if you have a family? Make sure that you have food. That's Number one, then make sure you take care of your utilities. And just for space, I'm just going to put here UT. This stands for utilities. Make sure that you cover all of your light bill, your water bill, your gas bill. You want to make sure that you have lights on, heating, especially during the wintertime, hot water. You know, so make sure you cover your utilities. Make sure that you have at least a cell phone taken care of or a landline because you're going to need some type of communication. Uh, then from there, you're going to take care of your housing. You want to make sure that you and your family, you yourself, have a roof over your head. This is going to be your apartment. This is going to be uh, maybe your mortgage. You want to take care of that. Then your last one, I'm just going to put T for transportation, all right? So these are your four walls. This is what you take care of first when you get your paycheck. This is what you take care of first inside of your budget. Take care of your food, take care of your utilities, take care of your housing, and take care of your transportation. I'm gonna put a TP over here so we, that way we understand it's for transportation, all right? This is very, very important. So let's say right now you do not have a job. You have unemployment, you have access to the stimulus check that's coming in. Um, you know, Right now what you wanna do is do it in this order. Spend your money first on getting food. Whatever you have left over, take care of your utilities, okay? Then after that, take care of your housing. Pay your rent, pay your mortgage. After that, make sure you have gas uh, for your car. Make sure you're taking care of the maintenance, okay? That's the very first things what I really want you to do is to make sure that you do not run from your bills. I don't know about you all, but I remember coming home from work sometimes and uh, not going to check the mailbox. Because I knew all my bills was going to be in there, my utility bills, my uh, car note at the time, my uh, rent due. Everything was in there. I was, I was stressed. and never run from it. And I remember coming home one day because I didn't check the mail for two weeks. And my lights got cut off. Why? Because I ran from the responsibilities of a man. And I do not, I do not want you to do so right now, do not run from your bills. Take care of your family. Purchase, protect yourself with the four walls. That's number five. So now that we're taking care of the four walls and we're not running away from our bills, here's what's coming next. And we're going to spend a little bit of time here. And that's don't stay in debt, you guys. Do not stay in debt. When you get your paycheck, when you have a clear budget, when you set aside $1,000 for your emergency fund, the very next thing you need to be doing after you pay your mandatory bills in the four walls, you need to start attacking your debt. And we're going to live here just a little bit because I really want you to understand this, all right? Debt is destroying your chance to build true wealth. Forget about this foolishness that a lot of other people teach. I won't say no names, but they say use everyone else's money to go and build what you want to build. No. Why do you want to get someone else's money to build your wealth? Absolutely not. I want you to stay true to yourself. Own every single thing that you have. So let's say for right now, you are actually in debt. I want you to get out of debt using a debt snowball, okay? This is going to be everything excluding your mortgage. Don't worry about your mortgage right now. Let me say this. 
I'm not saying mortgage is good debt. I don't believe in nothing calling uh, bad debt. I don't believe in calling it good debt. I believe debt is debt. But the only debt I am cool with, all right, is a mortgage. But once we get out of this, once we get out of debt, once we start doing some other things, don't get it twisted. We're going to talk about how do we pay off this mortgage so we can own every single thing. But let's talk about the debt snowball, all right? What is a debt snowball? All right, let me show you. So let's say we have a credit card, and let's just say it's $500, all right? Then let's say we have, let's, let's go up to another one. We got another credit card that's $1,000. Then let's go over here. Let's say we got a car note that is, huh? or a car that's about, let's say on average, about $25,000, all right? Then let's go over here and add in student loans. And that's at, uh, let's say, on average, it's on average, yeah, about $38,000, okay? All right? So what do we do here? Yeah, this is, let's color that on there, all right? Let's say, for an example, this issue. When you get your paycheck, you got your fully funded $1,000 emergency fund, you've taken care of all your responsibilities, your four walls. Let's say, for an example, just for the math-wise, Let's say, for an example, the minimum payment on this credit card, let's say it's $30, okay? The minimum on this credit card is, let's say, $50, okay? Then the minimum on your car note is $500. And then let's say the minimum on your student loans is about $600, all right? Just for rough, rough estimate. This is your minimum monthly payments. What you're going to do is, we talked about this earlier, on getting out of the paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck mindset, you got to get on the budget. Inside of your budget, you're going to see where can you cut some things at so that way you can start attacking your debt, okay? We're going to live below our means, especially if we're in debt. So you're going to make these minimum payments every single month, okay? Every single month. But let's say, for an example, you can squeeze out an extra, uh, let's say you find an extra $100, all right? So what you're going to do is you're going to put this extra $100 on top of the very first one, which is $30 a month, which is a $500 credit card. So this means you're making a payment of $130 a month on this $500 credit card by paying the minimum on all these other ones. So you're going to attack that. When this is done, when this one is paid off, you're going to take this $130, Come over here, you're going to add the 130 to this $50. So if I do my math right, that's five, six, seven, eight. That's $180 you're making a month now on this $1,000 credit card. So once you pay this off, uh-oh, we're getting excited now. We're going to take this 180 over here to this $500. That's going to take us to $680 that we're now paying on our car. Now, check this out. As you're going through your debt snowball, this is something that I see all the time. We tend to either get pay raises, we tend to get some tax refunds, we tend to find some extra money. So if you're getting extra money, you're finding extra money, or you get something, a little bonus, or some overtime hours from your job, or you pick up a side job, you're gonna put all that extra money over here. On whatever's next in your debt snowball. So let's just do that right now. Let's say you found the extra $200. Oh my goodness. Now we're adding this extra $200. Now we at $880 a month going towards our car. Now we're knocking this off because what we're doing is now we got an extra $300-something going towards this car. We're saving interest. We're saving time. We're getting back our money. So now what we're going to do is, boom, we paid off the car. Now we're about to break up with Sally Mae and tell her to kiss our behinds goodbye. We're about to break up with her and tell her she's the ugliest woman we've ever talked to in our entire life. Sally Mae. Ooh, I hated her when I was dating her. Sally Mae was the worst woman I ever had. So now we got $880. We got $12, $13, we got $1,480 going at this ugly... Ooh, I was about to call something else, but I love my Lord. Um, That's $1,480 going towards this right here. Now listen, in the middle of the pandemic, some of our student loans have been delayed interest. 
So let's say, for an example, you are making, on average, an extra $1,500 a month going towards your $38,000 in student loans. Do you know how much time you're saving yourself? Do you know how much interest you are saving yourself? When you, By the time you get halfway throughout your debt snowball, you're getting excited. I guarantee you, you're going to start telling your, your girlfriend, yo, I can't rock with you right now if you're going to be trying to take my money. I can't take you out to eat. I'm trying to pay off some student loans. I'm trying to pay off this car. When you get really, really excited about what you've seen and momentum you get here, you are going to get so excited that you just start smacking everything on that thing. You're going to live like you broke so that way you can really be wealthy one day. And then when you pay this off, look at it. You got an extra $1,480 to your name every single month. What can you do with the extra $1,480? What can you do? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked because I'm about to show you. What can you do with not even $1,480? I'm about to show you what, what can you do. Well, just a simple $500. And then you could do the math on $1,480. So let's go ahead and go on over to number seven. This is the debt snowball method. This is the method that builds you momentum. This is the method that when you pay off your debt, what you're doing is you are securing your future. When you pay off your debt, what you're doing is you're not leaving your kids with debt. You're not leaving your family with debt. When you pay off debt, you're creating more options. Ooh, I can't wait, man. Let's, let's get on. Oh, I'm about to show y'all this math right here. So before I talk about how do we invest, I told you, I'm going to show you how to make money off of just $500 extra a month. Before we get into investing, I want to really just land here on number seven real quick. And that is... I want you to have a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. I don't need to live here too long because we've already talked about the importance of a $1,000 emergency fund. So really what I want you to understand is you're going to take this $1,000 and you're going to fully invest that into three to six months. What this means is uh, hair, gym membership, um, your mortgage payment, your rent payment, your car insurance, because now we don't have a car note. We just paid off all the debt, all right? Okay, so anything that you need to survive, you're going to, and I would say just need, anything that you need and want to survive. Like for me, gym membership, I, I want that. Now, it, it could be a need too. Um, I love golfing. So that's inside of my three to six months of expenses. So you can add a little bit of wants in there. And here's a good thing. If the rubber hits the road, you can take your wants out of it and you have a little bit more cushion in your emergency fund. But I suggest that you get a three to six months. And here's what you do with it. Don't park that into a regular savings account. I want you to park your three to six months of a fully funded emergency fund into a money market account or online, which you get a little bit more interest. Now, listen, we're not trying to make money. But if we're going to have an average between five dollars to $10,000 to sit in our savings account, why not go ahead and get an extra $100, $200, you know what I'm saying, a year for just sitting there? Uh, for some of you all, it may be five. Some of you all may be 10. If you have a big family, uh, if you have a big income, it may be about fifteen dollars to $20,000. You know your three to six months, all right? Sit down, go through your budget, and figure out what do you need to survive for three to six months. If you are a single person with a solid job, good education, Three months, I'm cool with it. If you are a family or if you're a single person with a commission-based job, I would suggest setting aside six months. But the bare minimum, the bare minimum is three months. You decide. Here. So here's number eight. And this is the last thing at the whiteboard. So I really want to break this number down because um, I believe this is very, very important. Um, do not forget to invest, you guys. Please, when you get this paycheck, do not forget to invest. Your investment secures your future. Your investment secures your legacy building. Your investment secures your wealth building. Now, your emergency fund, your fully funded emergency fund secures your today and prevents you from going back to your yesterday. It prevents you from going back into debt because now you've turned an emergency into an inconvenience. And it's so important that we really understand that. You know, about a few months ago, um, I was actually in a car accident. Hit a pot of ice, turned around, completely totaled my car. And I went to the hotel room. I was crying a little bit. I was a little emotional. And I was emotional because I was in my first car accident. 
I was not emotional because I didn't have the funds or the capability to get me another car. You see, that accident became an inconvenience. It sucked. I hated it. Uh, But you know what? I didn't stress. I wasn't tripping. Why? Because I had a fully funded emergency fund and I had the right insurance in place to take care of my paid for cash car. So when I got that insurance check, I was good. You see, when you have things in place, when you have a solid foundation to stand on, you are okay. This is why this next step, this next do not is so important because you want to make sure that when you get to retirement age, whenever you want to retire, because I believe retirement is not a specific age. It's just a number. What do you want to live off of monthly? And when you can get to that number, can you live? Can you be good? On average, they say the average person will need about $300,000 just to cover their medical expenses. Just to cover their medical expenses. Not to enjoy life, not to travel around with your spouse, not to go see your grandkids. Just to take care of your medical bills. And I want all of us to retire well. I want all of us to retire millionaires. So let's talk about that. How do we get to one, zero, zero, zero. Ooh, let me add three more zeros. Zero, zero, zero plus. How do we get here easy? Now, there are several ways, but I want to show you the very basic way on how to build wealth. This is not a get rich quick scheme. This is basic principles applied every single month consistently for the next few years, 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 years. You can build true, true wealth. Now, there's three ways that I teach from a basic place. You're going to have your 401k. You're going to have an IRA. Some of you all can use it as they say. But I want to talk about your uh, 401ks. So when it comes to building wealth with your 401k, I suggest investing 15% of your income into one of these. So the very first one is your 401k if you have a job. Now, there's three things that I really, really want you to focus on. All right. Three things. When it comes to your 401k, here's what I really want you to look at in this order. If your 401k from your employer offers a match, you're going to invest into that. Because if you put in $5, they're going to give you $5. If you put in $500, they're going to give you $500. That's great. So match first. If they offer a match with a Roth, oh, you're even better. Okay. Because a Roth just simply means after taxes, that means your money's going to grow tax-free. So if you got a million dollars in there, by the time you retire, you don't have to pay taxes on that. So if they offer a match, you take it, okay? Because a match beats a Roth, and a Roth beats traditional. Now, traditional 401k simply means that pre-tax. So before they take out taxes, they take that money out. So this means when you retire, you got to pay taxes on the money that you gained. But a Roth simply means they take out the money to invest into your Roth 401k after they've taken out the taxes. So while it's growing, you're not paying taxes on that when you go to withdraw it. But the bread and butter really is a company that matches. Some company matches 3%. Some companies matches up to 5%. You want to take all of the opportunities that you can when it comes to a Roth 401k with the match or with a regular Roth 401k. And if they don't offer either one of them, a traditional 401k is still a good option to go to. Then you also have the Roth IRA, invest into a growth stock mutual funds, okay? You want to look into that. And then also, if you're young, single, healthy, you got the HSA plans out there, but I won't spend too much time on that. I'm going to drop some information below uh, to where you can get some more information. But I really want to show you how do we get to this million dollars. So the average person who watches my show and listens to my podcast is 33 years old. So the average 33-year-old makes $40,100 a year. This breaks out to be, on average, about $3,300 a month. All right? So rough estimated numbers. This means if you look at 15%, we are investing, let's say on average, this is a ballpark $500 a month, okay? 
Now, let's say you don't have any money invested into your accounts right now, okay? You're 33 years old. You make on average about $40,000 a year, which comes out to about $3,300 a month. This means you're going to be investing right around $500 a month into a 401k, into a Roth IRA, all right? Let's say you do this and you have zero invested and you invest this into a 15% of what we just talked about. Let's say you invest this over a period of, if you're 33, let's say until you're 65 years old. At the age of 65 years old, you'll have $1.4 million. You put it like that. $1.4 million. I'm saying this again. At the age of 33, if you have nothing invested right now and you're making on average $40,000, this means you're making $3,300 a month gross, which comes at about $500 what I want you to invest, which is 15%. At the age of 65 years old, if you just put $500 a month into your 15% of investments, this is a 401k, Roth IRA, or your HSA, no matter what it is, you'll have $1.4 million, which is more than $1 million. But let me show you this, though. Let's say, for an example, you stop eating out. Let's say, for an example, you stop eating out every single week. You stop going to nice restaurants. Listen, you guys, you can have an extra $400,000 to go on top of this 1.4. A lot of us drink coffee. A lot of us love Starbucks. Now, I ain't knocking Starbucks. I ain't knocking them. But I'm knocking them when it comes to building our wealth. Because on average, everyone gets a Starbucks coffee every single day. If we took out Starbucks coffee and stopped eating out every single week and we ate at home, like what we talked about earlier, this is what you'll get an extra $200,000. Do you see what I'm saying? This is $2 million. If we can just live below our means. Now, check this out because I get you. You're saying, Anthony, dang, I can't have no Starbucks. Dang, Anthony, I can't take her out to a nice restaurant. I got to eat at home every single day. I'm not saying that. I'm giving you an example of simple math. I'm just giving you an example. When you really sit down and you have a plan for your life, Okay, babe, we want to make a million dollars. We, we want to retire with two, three million dollars in our account. Do you understand? It's not that hard. This is just common, basic sense. A lot of you all watching right now make more than $40,000 a year. Some of you are younger than 33 years old and you can start doing $500 a month. I'm just giving you the basic information. That if you really want to be wealthy, if you really want to be a millionaire, stop trying to be the have the microwave mindset and making all these dumb mistakes because you're trying to get there tomorrow. No, just do the simple things. Let compound interest help you out. I'm not saying don't go start a business and don't look to invest into real estate. No, that's great. Do all of that. But this is your foundation that we stand on. Use this. And then all the other stuff is us with our extra time and our extra money that we can do. But if we just let 15% of our income do the work for us, listen, you guys, mind you earlier, we talked about an extra $1,400. Let's say we just put a thousand of that into the bank account, into our investments. That's more than $1.4 million. That's more. And this Number from 33 to 65, that's only like 32 years. Think about what you can do in 40 years if you're 23 years old. Think about what you can do. If you want to sit to 30 years, 32 years at 23, you can retire at 50-something years old, 55. You, you can play with this. This is all off of uh, 10% growth, all right? So now the numbers, if you go to RamseySolutions.com or type in investment calculator, Dave Ramsey, you will see that uh, we, we pulled all of our numbers from the S&P 500, what it did over the last 30 to 40 years. Now, on the calculator, it says 12%. I actually went a little bit lower and gave y'all 10%. But if it did do 12%, that just means more money, okay? I do believe, I do believe 
that we will see 10%. Most financial advisors will tell you the S&P of 500 over the last 30 years average about 10% growth. Now, listen, it's not going to be that every single year, okay? You may see one year at 5%, then you may see the next year at 17%. It just goes up and down. The key thing is keep your money in the investments, and then you average it out when you go to withdraw the interest. Retirement, building wealth, it's not about age. It's about what do you want? And here's the thing what I love. If you retire off of $2 million, let me do the math off of this. Let me, let me do the math. I'm, I'm going to pull my phone out right now. You know what I'm saying? Because this is my show. I can do that on my show. Okay? If you got $2 million and you just pull out the interest of 10% a year, that's $200,000 that you can live off of and you never touch the $2 million. You never touch the $2 million. Let me say that again. You are debt-free. You got a fully funded emergency fund. You got $2 million in investments. You can live off of the 10% that you pull, which is the money that you gain from just your investments. You can't live off of $200,000. You already got your car. You probably already paid off your home by this time. It's all about thinking. Thinking for the future and working our ways back. Boy, I'm pumped. I am so pumped by this. This is how we build wealth, y'all. This is the basics. This is the foundation. I still want you to start a business. I still want you to own some real estate. And I still want you to go after your dreams. But let's build our dreams on top of a basic, solid foundation. And that's this right here. Boy, I'm pumped. Let's go back over to the table. All right, let's finish this up real quick, y'all, because I want to make sure that you all really get everything that you need. And so here's number nine. Don't be fake rich. Listen, we've walked through some major principles today, and I want to be transparent. Um, Earlier, I told you all to identify the difference between your needs and your wants. And one of of the things that I've been guilty at, and here's the thing, too, I got to remind myself this today, is don't fake it until you make it. Make it until you make it. Operate and perform on the stage that you're on. If you have 10 stages in life and you're on stage four, yo, kill it on stage four, okay? Don't try and look like you're on stage eight when you're really on stage four. Don't try and drive a Mercedes when you have Honda money. Don't try and have a Gucci bag uh, when you have a regular bag money. No, just, just be you. Fake rich doesn't build wealth. Fake rich doesn't leave a legacy. Fake rich doesn't do anything but make you look like a daggone fool. Let me just be real with you. Because here's the truth. Real wealthy people don't even flaunt their wealth. Do they have nice things? Absolutely. But fake rich people is all about flaunting. And I have to remind myself even now, like, yo, yo, you don't need that. Just because you have the money, don't. it doesn't mean that you have to have it. Yo, I'm really at a point to where I want true wealth. You know what true wealth is going to bring you that fake rich cannot bring you is experiences. I want to be able to take my kids and, you know, when they get older and they can really understand what they see, when they can really read well, I want to take them to Israel with their Bible and do a full trip. And we can walk the land where Jesus walked and really learn more about what's in their Bible and they can physically see it. Real wealth provides that experience. Fake rich, I cannot do that. The difference between fake rich and true wealth lies with inside of us. Don't be fake rich. And it leads me into the last one as we close out today's show. Don't leave your family with nothing. Listen, you guys. The majority of us, if not all of us, came into this world crying. A lot of us are going to leave this world crying too. I refuse to be that guy. I'm going to leave this world smiling. I'm going to be looking up at my wife. I'm going to be looking up at my kids, hopefully. I'm going to be looking up at my kids, spouses, and their families. And if God has really blessed me, I'm going to be looking at my kids' kids. And the reason why I am going to be smiling is because I'm leaving them with something. The average person leaves their families with bills and with benefits, Now, I love the benefits part. We teach about having, you know, term life insurance, and that's great. I love it. But most likely, the benefits that people do live just is enough to take care of the bills, of the debt. But for me, I'm leaving my family with benefits, with wealth, with peace, with joy, 
with wisdom, with legacy, with options, with land, with businesses. I'm leaving them with so much because I'm being intentional about every single thing that I do today. Now, let me be real. I am not perfect. I am going to make mistakes even with my money. Let's keep it real. All right, it's a real show. I've made mistakes with my money this year. But I'm still being very intentional and making the best decisions as much as possible. With all the wisdom and wise counsel around me, absolutely. I refuse to leave my family with nothing. I refuse to put all this labor, working Monday through Friday, working hard for 30, 40 years to build something, and everyone else got the fruit of my labor, but not my daggone family. Citibank got the fruit of my labor. Wells Fargo got the fruit of my labor. Gucci, Louis, Royce, Royce, Mercedes, everybody else got the fruit of my family's labor. But when I pass, my family doesn't even get the fruit of my labor? Heck no. That's not what I'm living for. I used to be that guy. I used to be the guy that, yeah, I'll give it to everybody. But now, I'm thinking about what, what am I leaving my family? And it's not even about what I'm leaving my family. What can I give my family when I'm blessed to have a family? What experiences can I give my family when we are blessed to have a family? The majority of you all who rock with me are single. I want to talk to the single people right now. Listen, the caliber of your family's future is depending upon the choices you make right now during your single season. The caliber of your family's future is depending on the choices you and I make during our single season. How are we stewarding our single season? And for all of us, the caliber of our family's lives, the caliber of the legacy that we're living is depending upon the choices we make today. What choice do I want you to make? I want you to make a choice to be intentional with the decisions you make around your money, around your relationships, around your spiritual walk, and around your success goals. You can make some solid stuff there, I promise you, you'll leave a legacy. We walk through 10 things I do not want you to do with your paycheck so you can start building wealth. And as a matter of fact, if you commit to doing these 10 things, I want you to drop your name below. I'm praying for you. That's right. Your boy's a Christian. God is still working on your boy. I ain't perfect, but I believe in the power of prayer. So drop your name below and say, A, O, I'm about it. And as a matter of fact, this is what I want you to do because I want to I want to help you all do it. I want y'all to join my personal community uh, to where I, I'm honestly sending out encouraging text messages. I'm answering questions. I'm giving some behind the scene footage and I'm helping people build true and lasting wealth. I want you to text this number. It'll be in the show notes. Text 615-930-3431. Again, that's 615-930-3431. 3431 and just text your name and like oh ayo I'm on it. Yo, it's your boy Anthony O'Neill. It's been a long one already. I'm gonna see y'all next week. Let's keep it going. Peace out.